Hello and thank you for joining us again for our weekly sermon. This Grand Life Theological Collective is a church based on the belief that there are many paths to God. God is the creator of the universe and smart enough to speak to all of his people in the way they will understand. Life is an adventure that we all learn from. We hope that we can experience and learn from it together. In 2020, we began this weekly sermon to offer a way to attend and get our weekly lesson from the comfort of your own home without having to assemble during the pandemic. When we get the green light to meet, thanks to the vaccine and a drop in cases, we look forward to once again coming together. We will continue this weekly service, however, for those unable to join us. The courts have recently ruled in our favor, blocking a total ban on churches within California while leaving in place a 25% capacity restriction and a prohibition on singing and chanting. While this is not everything we wanted, it moves us in the right direction and leaves hope that the state of California may continue to ease restrictions associated with COVID-19. Hello, and thank you for joining us once again. In Tibet, there is a beautiful story about Marpa. It may not be factual, but it is tremendously insightful and significant. Marpa heard about a master. He searched and went to the master. He surrendered to the master. He trusted in the master totally. And he asked the master, what am I supposed to do now? The master said, once you have surrendered to me, you are not supposed to do anything. Just believe in me. My name is the only secret mantra for you. Whenever you are in difficulty, remember my name and everything will be all right. Marpa touched his feet and he tried it immediately. He was such a simple man. He walked on the river. Other disciples who had been with the master for years could not believe it. He was walking on water. They reported to the master, that man... You have not understood him. He is no ordinary man. He is walking on water. The master said, what? They all ran towards the river, and Marpa was walking on water, singing songs, dancing. When he came to the shore, the master asked, what, what's the secret? He said, what do you mean, what's the secret? It is the same secret that you have given to me, your name, I remembered you. I said, Master, allow me to walk on water. And it happened. The Master could not believe it. He could not walk on water, but perhaps he had never tried before. But it would be better to check a few more things before he tries. So he said to Marpa, Can you jump from that hill? Marpa said, Whatever you say. He went up on the hill and jumped, and they were all standing in the valley waiting. Just pieces of Marpa will be there. Even if they can find parts of him, that will be enough. The hill is very high. But Marpa came down smiling, sitting in a lotus posture. He came just under a tree in the valley and sat down. They all surrounded him. They looked at him. Not even a scratch was on him. The master said, Wow, this is something. You used my name? He said, it was your name. The master said, this is enough. Now I'm going to try. And the first step in the water, the master sank. 
Barbara could not believe it when he sank. He, his disciples jumped in and somehow pulled him out. He was half dead. But they revived him, and somehow the master survived. And Marbara said, what, What's the matter? The master said, Please forgive me. I am no master. I am just a pretender. But Marbara said, If you are a pretender, then how did your name work? The pretender looked at him and said, My name has not worked. It is your trust. It does not matter who you trust. It is the trust, the love, the totality of it. I don't trust myself. I don't trust anybody. I cheat everybody. How can I trust? And I am always afraid to be cheated by others because I am cheating others. Trust is impossible for me. You trusted me. It is because of your trust that the miracles have happened. Now, whether this story is true or not, it really doesn't matter. One thing is sure that your mistakes cause your misery and your bliss is caused by your trust, by your love. Trust is the foundation for all relationships and the key to love. When you trust others, you feel secure that they won't abandon you during difficult times. This is the key for any relationship to grow. So I want you to take a minute and ask yourself, what do you trust in this world? What is the bedrock of your faith? It might be your friends, your family, yourself. It might be your faith in God. It might be all or any of these. Or it might be something else. But the truth is, any of these can build the trust and confidence that you need to get through life. Think when you sit in a room by yourself, perhaps nervous, perhaps downright scared, and then all of a sudden, a calm comes over you. You feel a little better, a sense of warmth surrounds you. You may, for many, to include me, this invisible force, this power, is God wrapping around me, protecting and comforting me. Whether I'm right or wrong about it being God, it's a matter of faith. It is something that I trust in and something that we all have to choose to trust or not trust in personally. When I was a young parent with four, then five children, I wanted faith, a faith tradition, or something as insurance policy. I wanted it to help me avoid struggles and as needed to protect me. And then, should bad stuff happen, to make the journey less painful, a little less scary. I was searching. Was there anything I could count on, no matter what? For some, that is God's job. To be there, no matter what. A partner to assure one is never alone. A source of wisdom and direction. But... Might a broader question be, what is a reliable source or direction you turn to in times of struggle? Now, there is no argument that human nature is both fragile and fallible. Human nature is also resilient. Part of our job of being a religious community is to name truth, to describe life as we see life, and help us move from feeling fragile and fallible towards feeling resilient. 
for some. The question is, what do I have faith in? And what can I trust? These are different questions. Faith may be at one end of the spectrum where we deny further evidence is needed. Faith for some is a big assumption up front. It means I buy in. I know. I just believe. For instance, I'll love my kids no matter what. My daughter will come home safely from her first night out with the car. My dog loves me. And I believe in the love in God. My religion sets the right example. Jesus sets the right example. We are never given more than we can handle. And on the other hand, trust. It is only earned through experience and strengthened as it gets revalidated over time. We learn to trust ourselves. We learn through trial and error. Whether it's trusting that you can ride a bike, you can drive a car, or try something new. A sense of trust in oneself is learned through trial and error. Then there is a power in that knowing. I've got this. Even in times of uncertainty, I got this. The ability to trust yourself is learned internally and comes from messages of validation from others, such as, go for it, you've got this. For me, one of the hardest things that I had to learn was when I was learning to scuba dive. Now, I know what you're thinking. Scuba diving, how can that be the hardest thing you had to learn? Well, you have to learn that you can do it, that your equipment will work, and that you can work through issues without drowning if something goes wrong. Now, this is a great metaphor for life. And this is great until you take out your regulator to blow up a buoy and go to breathe in a little more air from your regulator so you can get that buoy blown up. And you breathe in a mouth of water. You might panic a little. I know I did. You might want to try for the surface, thinking you're drowning. But then you calm down. You purge your regulator. And you try to take another breath. Things work out. You can breathe. You feel thrilled because you did it. You didn't panic. Subconsciously, you panicked a lot. But outwardly, you did what you were supposed to. You didn't panic. You didn't forget what you had to do. And most importantly, you didn't drown. There is also an intimate trust in our partnerships, our families, and even in long connections in a group, be it church or others, that they won't let you drown that they will be there. And though you might take in a mouthful of water when you breathe in the first time, they are there. You will purge that metaphorical regulator and you will get air. You will be able to breathe.
we learn to trust the systems around us. Think of it. Think of the trust that you place in as you drive through a simple intersection on a green light. You trust that the person with the red light has stopped. You trust that the student heading to school is waiting on the curb and not going to cross against the light. You trust that the town has serviced the light and you trust that the designers of the light made it impossible for there to be two green lights if the technology fails. We need to trust others. We need some basic life assumptions on what is likely, what we can trust, that keeps us from continually being hypervigilant. We do need to stay aware and scan the environment around us, while at the same time assuming good intentions of the other and reasoned actions. We entrust our well-being, physical, social, and emotional, to assumptions of trust. Sometimes we are hurt, and we do extra cross-checks as we retake the risks of faith. Wiser, we enter new water slowly, trying to get our footing as we ask, can I trust? Can I trust again? When we choose to trust, we relax some. We become less vigilant, and let's be honest, there is a risk in doing so. In placing our trust in others, we are more vulnerable to be Vulnerable is loosely defined as an openness to being wounded. We want to prevent wounding, and yet if our guard is continually up with the focus of our actions aimed at avoiding harm, we are using energy that could otherwise be seeking joy and a sense of comfort and belonging. Is having trust in self, in others, or even in systems the same as having faith in something? Some see that faith and trust are different. I see them as closely united. It's not virtually synonymous. Yes, faith requires a giant leap. Yet for me, even significant assumptions need to feel true to experiences. Maybe not evidence per se, but assumptions need to feel as meaningful and as useful. Similarly, trust requires a leap. Knowing that we trust offers us a resource as we reach towards uncertainty. There is an assumption that what we trust is what we can rely on. Through the ages, stories talked about faith as being like a walking stick, helping balance us up and down terrain. Faith and trust both require some suspicion of knowing for sure. Both are sources of confidence. Being or becoming a trusting soul can lead to a less stressful life. There is trust in our next move and a confidence that if the situation ends up not being what we expected, another next step will be there. We project trust in ourselves, our partner, our friends, our congregation. At times, we make a bolder statement and declare, or at least mumble, I'll need to trust the universe. Now, this may be a response when what we've experienced and trusted before is not reached. Where do you find your confidence when hope is hard to find? When in a struggle, angry, sad, or lonely, religious traditions, whether the sacrament or prayer or actions are 
reminders that we've got this. We'll figure a path from fr fragility to resiliency in time. To trust is to believe in the reliability, the truth, ability, or strength of something. So, when it comes to trusting God, that means believing in God's reliability, in God's word, ability, and strength. That God does not lie, but keeps promises. That God loves you and has good in store for you. Trusting means believing in the world and in yourself. Trusting God is more than a feeling. It's a choice to have faith even when your emotions or circumstances would have you believe something else is different. Your feelings and circumstances matter and are very much worth paying attention to. God cares about them. But those things alone are not reliable enough to base your life on. They can change at any moment, even in an instant. God, on the other hand, does not change. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and therefore is worthy of your trust. Trust in God is not about ignoring your feelings or your, your reality. It is not pretending that everything is okay when it is definitely not okay. Trust in God is living a life on belief in the obedience even when complicated. Prayer comes in many forms. For some, it's a plea for intervention. For many, we take time to pray, to ask how might I change my assumptions, my relationships. The faith comes in the knowing change will occur and adaptation will be made and a time to name truth from gratitude to pain. We can regain our footing, remind ourselves of good through actions, the reminder in a crisis that we can look to helpers, that when others are in emergencies, we may become a helper to others. Religion is as much about faith in humanity as it is about belief in a deity. Religion at its best calls us to honor that which is sacred in each of us, each person holy, each person worthy. Accepting this on faith changes how we live. What can you accept on faith that supports you in your living? What can you trust that supports you in your living? As we answer, what do I trust right now? We might find our load lightened, if just a bit. The question reminds us to turn to more significant sources, to seek more prominent perspectives. It can also be a reminder to turn towards those closest to you. It can be a reminder to turn to practices of faith that remind us of what we trust. May our spiritual quest take us towards understanding that we trust and what it is that we trust. What we have faith in. May we find language to describe these deepest truths. May we then reach in the direction of our deepest beliefs, our deepest faith in time of challenge. May we always know we are resilient. We are loving creatures held together in love time and again. Held together in love. Thank you again for listening to this week's sermon. 
This Grand Life Theological Collective is based on the belief that there are many paths to God. God is the creator of the universe and smart enough to speak to all of his people in different ways. And there are lessons from all religions that we can all learn from. Life really is an adventure. And it's an adventure that we must all experience and learn from. We hope that we can experience it and learn from it together. If you'd like to find out more about us, please visit us at our Facebook page at This Grand Life Theology or email us at thisgrandlifetheology at gmail.com. Both links are at the beginning of the episode's description. And remember, you can make your life and your world as grand as you want it to be.